This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, how's it going? It is well. We've had an exciting week. Lots of good pro wrestling. Lots of good banter online with Joel and all his new friends. <laughs> yeah, let, let's, let me give a shout out to Enochius Twitter if you're listening. Yeah, we've thing, we've made peace, Damon. I know, and and but here's the thing: I don't even know why we we like. I, I to me, I think like our pro wrestling values if that's a thing, kind of align more with them than anybody else. Like, at least for me, anyway. Um, I was done there for the whole ride. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that everything is um, seems to be sorted out. It gives me anxiety, i got to be honest with you. You're a better yeah, man at, than I At the end of the day, we're all just a bunch of uh, wrestling geeks. So yeah. who, who am I to take the moral high ground and say, like, in one sort of thing is better than another one? And, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right, good. Listen, you you're like uh you're like brokering peace deals between wrestling wrestling communities. Actually, you know, we'll have uh oh, never mind. I was gonna like bust on some other group, but it's like nah, why why would I do that? We're just coming out of the we're just coming out of the woods now. Come on, why do it again? All right, uh yes, but um you are in currently in Osaka, Japan, correct? Correct. I'm in my hotel room, just had a fun day out. We went to the uh, cup ramen museum we designed our own ramen cups maybe I'll put some pictures of that because I did some nice artwork of scampi and gati on my uh, cup of noodles so a uh, little bonus for listeners there yeah nice uh, d- we got a bunch of new followers I'm sure we got a bunch of new listeners waiting for us to uh, say something idiotic uh, well you're in luck you're at the right show <laughs> we, we do plenty of that um, let me talk to you about Marty Skull Damon yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh God almighty. What do we do to ourselves? Why do we do this? Uh, but you know what, though? For all the troubles and all the... Uh, not troubles, again. For all the the drama of, of pro wrestling uh, discussion. But there is a, there is a little, uh, little shining light that we have um, here, Joel. I don't know why it's taking me 15 minutes to take out one fucking sentence. But here it is. I, I remember last week... When I was talking about, hey, uh, Dallas, I don't know, I might be on the phone, I got a lot to pay for, all this stuff. Would you believe, would you believe that the kindness has uh, risen above, rise above, as as, there would be a professional wrestler who has a t-shirt would say, Um, I'm going, and it's paid for, and it's booked, and and, uh, right now we have... All of our listeners to thank, but specifically um, Nicole and Tyler from uh, our Discord group and, and great listeners, and they came through and and they're like, "You're going, and you're not missing it, and you need to be there." And here's the deal: just give me the, your details, and it's done. And, and as as uh, many people in your life probably have said, Joel, correct me if I'm wrong. Good old beans and toast, uh, done and dusted, right? <laughs> By the way, beans and toast is kind of funny. <laughs> it, it was funny. That's the thing. I mean, the, the, people have made me laugh. 
You should laugh at me. I'm an idiot. And as long as the jokes are funny, then <laughs> I love it. I don't think you're an idiot. Don't say that. Makes me hurtful. Uh, but that, that one actually made me funny. And then who am I? I don't even know what the guy said. I don't even know who that person is. I never heard of him. So I, I hope it's good. I remember one time somebody said Alan Alden. I was like, yeah, I, I can be fucking down with that. Uh, anywho, um, again, from the bottom of my cold black heart, I got to uh, thank Nicole and Tyler for uh, the hookup and anyone else. Apparently, there's other people that contributed. I feel like it is a little bit embarrassed for a 40-something-year-old guy to be like, I'm broke. I ain't got the money to go. And then have people do it. But um, it's very cool. And, and uh, again, it just kind of speaks volumes to our listeners. And if you're not in the Discord group, you know, if I'm going to talk pro wrestling, that's where I'm going. And I don't talk pro wrestling a lot. So, um except here for this show. So thank you again. I, I can't thank you enough. I'll, I will definitely make it up to you. I'll bring some gifts, bring in some care packages along with me to Dallas. But Damon will be in Dallas. And uh, G1's looking to be fun. And Dominion uh, kind of helped set the stage for that. Yeah, let's get straight on to it then. Uh, just overall thoughts about the show, Damon. What did you think of Dominion? I really liked it a lot. I did. I thought it was a really good show. Um, great show? Mm. I'll tell you what. Leading up, you know, when you talk about uh, after the second half of shows and and traditionally how New Japan kind of sets the stage, the undercard I thought was good. I thought I didn't, I didn't fast forward through anything. Um, there was stuff that I liked better than others, but then you know as you got into the uh, junior heavyweight title match and you got into the intercontinental title match, I mean. This this was set up to be, a, once again, show of the year coming off, what, less than a week of the Super Juniors Finals, which we're talking about show of the year. Um, the main event was good. I can't say that it was a New Japan main event that we're all accustomed to, right? Um, so I think that there was a little bit left on the table with the main event, a little bit disappointing, but uh, I don't, it wasn't terrible. And but overall, I thought it was a very good show. You were there live. Give us your feedback. Yeah, I had an excellent time. Um, got to hang out with a lot of really nice people. Um, Jojo Remy, WH Park, uh, Jojo's lovely wife, uh, Alan 4L and Sarah. Big uh, names in the Irish wrestling world. Alan brought us crisps from Ireland. So oh. he must be a big fan of the Super J cast to be bringing gifts like that. So. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, we had good seats and great atmosphere, as always, at Osaka Joe Hall. And I echo your sentiments on the show. It didn't have that absolute classic match that last year's Dominion did. But overall, I thought it was a really terrific show. But uh, let's get into it match by match then. And our first match on the card was John Moxley defeating Shota Umino in 3 minutes 52 seconds with a double arm DDT. So not much of a match. We had some cool moments. I liked seeing Shota really going for it at the start when he was launching himself at Moxley, going for that opening flurry. But it was pretty quick. It felt more like an angle than a match. And then, of course, the big talking point afterwards is John Moxley grabbing the microphone. And when he said, from Cincinnati, Ohio. And, of course, Ohio in Japanese, I think it's good morning. So when he said, from Cincinnati, Ohio, you could hear other people in the crowd going, Ohio, like they were saying, <laughs> calling back to him. He thought Moxley was giving them a friendly greeting, uh, which was really funny. So John Moxley has uh, declared his intention. He wants to be considered for the G1 Climax. So 
plenty to talk about here. What did you think of it, Damon? I thought it was, well, again, going into it, our biggest concern was that it was going to be one of those just one-sided squashes, you know, our, our young lions eating pinfalls and eating, or not eating pinfalls, he would eat one pinfall. It's only, you only need to take one fall. It's a one-fall match, Joel. Uh, more along the lines of, hey, just give him something. And he did, right out of the gate, right? Big dive over the top onto Moxley on the floor. So that was nice. Uh, aside from that, yeah, it was just kind of getting John over. And uh, it, the angle at the end, well, not really angle, but just the announcement that he was uh, entering G1. We kind of knew about that. We we were talking about that last week, kind of saying, not kind of saying, we were saying, hey, look, look, look for that because I can't imagine it not happening. So, uh, yes, he will be in. And I think that's a good thing. Did you see the little uh, post-match presser with uh, those two and how uh, Moxley dragged them out to the back into the uh, the, the presser area and they had their little, uh, I don't know, maybe a little uh, maybe a little union <laughs> in future shows. Young Lion and, and John Moxley being the, uh, the Young Lion uh, uh, guru to uh, lead him into, in, into, into better days. Did you see that? I did. And... Just in general, I think Moxley feels different. There's something really unique about him. He feels like a star. When he, there's there's a real buzz in the arena when he's stomping through the crowd, swinging his arms like Vince. And that thing of dragging Shota backstage with him was a really neat touch. It separated him from you know a Suzuki type who would attack the young lions, but him dragging the kid backstage, being hey, you did good was, I thought, really cool. And we got a lot of questions about this. People are excited about this, Damon. Uh, Raphael says, do we want to see young whippersnapper Shota teaming with his Uncle Mox in the G1 undercard? Uh, will John be a bad influence, getting young Shota drunk, getting him a tattoo, teaching him Western swear words, excursion in AEW? Uh, ben says, how excited are you for the corruption of Shota Umino by the death rider, John Moxley? Will the poor kid be semi-conscious every time they walk down for a match, assuming they're G1 tag partners, of course? Ben, what adventures do you think Mox is going to take Umino on now that they are buddies? So... What do you think, Damon? What are Shota Umino and John Moxley going to be getting up to in Japan? It's weird because all those questions were the first questions you were getting about joining the Super J cast. <laughs> is, is Damon going to curl Joel? Is Joel going to be okay? Is Joel going to be a drunken stupor? Uh, no. I think it's good, right? I think everybody's excited. And you're right. It does, it does have a different feel, and that's a good thing, right? It's not that typical... Uh, you know, North American heel. Uh, you know, I guess... You know how El Phantasmo plays it up, right? Which kind of gets to be like, okay, we got it. We're the evil. We're jerks and dicks and blah, 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 blah. But Moxley kind of just feels, I don't know, a little, a little I wouldn't say go so far as to say dangerous, but it's a little, uh, little uh, Brian Unpredictable. Pil- yeah, unpredictable is a good word. A little Brian Pillman-esque maybe. Um, so, yes, I would say it's refreshing. I like it. Um I don't know how far this is going to go, but yeah, I mean it's it's something new, right? I mean, I, look, I don't again, I don't think these guys are going off and winning the tag straps, which I wouldn't have a problem with, come to think of it. But <laughs> being being the state that they're in right now, but or in the past four years, but uh, I don't know, it's just something new and and it was something different and something to kind of get you through the first match of a show. Good. Yeah, because Moxley does need someone to tag with if he's doing the full G1 tour on the nights where he's not having a block match. Mm-hmm. It would be a w- bit weird lumping him into multi-man teams with like Taguchi and Goto and people like that. So I think having him with Umino 
would be really interesting. Yeah, that he handpicked, that he's just like, you're my guy. You know, and it's like, okay, I'm your guy. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. It wouldn't make any sense for him to just randomly show up with fucking, you know, Hanare. You know, or I don't know. Just being in those those tag matches with uh, Makabe or whatever. It just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, he came out. He's like, you're my guy, fucker. I, I pick you. And, and away we go. It's good. Cold Spice says, are oh, New Japan maybe holding off with Naruto and Umino's excursions because they have an AEW relationship in the pipeline and want to wait to send them there? No no idea. No idea. Again, I look, every everything with this AEW stuff is guys doing shit on their own, right? From Jericho, that's, that's his own deal. Uh, that's his own deal. Everybody's, you know, they don't have a working relationship. I know it's unbelievable to think but from everywhere, unless fucking multiple people are trying to hoodwink us, there's no there's no relationship right now, guys, girls, people, friends. Feels like they're kind of testing the waters a bit. We've had backstage comments where people have referenced AEW. Um, I read something about AEW themselves being unsure whether or not to acknowledge John Moxley being the IWGP US champion. So it'll be interesting to see if AEW do mention that, sort of putting the feelers out to see how the companies view each other and then maybe long-term working towards something. But at the moment, nothing we've heard of. This is like, again, I hate to use the stupid analogy of, of breaking up with a, uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, or, or it's, it's this. And now it's time to go to a mutual friend's party. right? And it's like, well, do I talk to her or do I not? Do I say anything? Or does she uh, it's like that kind of bullshit right now where it's we're friendly, but we don't we're not really right on speak. I don't know. Like, do you, do you remember poke on Facebook where you could poke someone? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It feels like that. Yeah. yeah. New Japan have poked AEW and then wait right. to see if AEW will poke them back. Yeah. It's it's childish and it's ridiculous, but that's that's where we are in this in this thing. And yes, do I believe that eventually it'll all sort itself out and there'll be a working agreement? I do. I I can't see why not. But as of right now, it's, it's still in that awkward, "Hey, how you doing? How's everything going?" Oh, you look good. That bullshit. Why am I Jackie Mertling all of a sudden? Who wants clams? Um, it's that. That's where we are right now. And 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 and. But again, I th- I think it'll be all sorted out. It's just too much. Just, just too much interwoven stuff. There's too much history between different people in the company and even new people being brought. Eventually, it'll be worked out. Right now, we're in the awkward stage. That's where we are. What are your expectations for Moxley in the G1? Because when he was in WWE, he was never championed as any kind of great in-ring wrestler. So I think for a lot of people, the jury's still out on whether he can deliver the kind of classic matches that we've come to expect in the G1 Climax. So what do you think? How do you think he'll be able to adapt to that? And what are your expectations? On paper, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to really be... I mean, if I'm looking at it logically... He he, I think he can perform at a high level, not a super high level, but I think he could perform at a high level. And I think it's going to vary by opponent. I don't I don't necessarily know that it's going to be perfectly gelling with each and every person that he's in the ring with. 
can't imagine. If he is, great. I just think on paper that might be a, a challenge. And a tough expectation for people, right? I think he'll do well. I know that's a, a lukewarm take. I think he'll do well. I, I think, and, and I think we'll have moments where it'll be like, holy fuck, that was great. And then I think you, you might have moments where it's like, we got out of there by the hair of our chinny-chin-chin. Uh, so right now my expectations aren't super high when it comes to throwing around snowflakes. But uh, I think the idea of specific, and I'll put in the air quotes, dream matchups are there. Uh, and I think he can deliver with certain opponents. All right, let's move on to the next match then. The second match was Shingo Takagi defeating Satoshi Kojima in 11 minutes with the Last of the Dragon. So I said at the time it was kind of like a champion carnival match. These guys were quite similar in terms of their physique and the way they wrestle. Lots of lariats going back and forth. I thought Kojima made a real fight out of it. Uh, there was a nice moment towards the end where he did the kick out at one, which is a spot that I always pop for. And he also kicked out of the Made in Japan. So it looks like Shingo's adding that to his regular repertoire of moves. Uh, fell to the last of the Dragons in the end. So it felt a little bit like that was a G1 qualifier. So Shingo did struggle a little bit because this is, I guess, technically the first heavyweight that he's faced in the company. So telling a little story there. Um, what did you think of it? I thought it was what we expected in the sense of Shingo being there, not not necessarily as a, as a spotlight match, but as a, okay, he's breaking through to the other side when it comes to the heavyweights. Uh, I think a lot of credit for this match should go uh, in, in, in two buckets. One, Kojima... What was the last? I mean, you'd have to look it up because I don't have the answer to it. But what what in the fuck was his last singles match? Right, that went over five minutes, ten minutes. Right, uh, that probably wasn't something that 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 was recent. And I can't. I'm really struggling to think of when that when that might have been. Um, so he has to get some credit there for getting a tap on the shoulder and being like, "Okay, you're going out there, and I need ten minutes out of you." Uh, against a guy who you know physically, is coming off a match, what was it, six days, less than a week? Uh, I'll tell you when Kojima's last singles match was. Oh, all right. It was May the 9th against Jay Lethal in the ROH New Japan War of the Worlds. Okay, so quite you... recently, actually. Okay, all right. <laughs> there you go. World of... Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, all right. Oh, fuck me. All right, well, And let's... then there's the New Japan Cup match against Suzuki. Back right. in March. All right, so he's had a couple, right? <laughs> All right. But not frequently, I'll tell you. All point. right. Don't try. El Terrible at uh, Fantastica Mania. All right, okay. So he's had a few. Uh-huh. I'll take a big fucking fat loss on that one. Didn't think so. All right. I still give him, give him some credit. We'll take a little bit out of the bucket. Put it more into Shingo Pile. <laughs> Let's not forget as well, just looking at this... Uh, because people like me reading results of Cage Match. They do. Uh, he he uh, beat Walter in RevPro back in November. Oh. So he's had, what, four or five singles matches just in the past, what, six, seven months? Yeah. Hey. Mark Davis, he's beaten. What do you think, G1? Are they going to put him back in? Is he going to get his swan song G1 run? I'll tell you what, G1. There's going to be about 45 people in fucking G1. This will be the. This will be a big 
Uh, they got to open it up, don't you think, Joel? You would think so, given the way that the other tournaments have been expanded. Right. What do you reckon? 24? Yeah, you figure, you know, just with the bodies that aren't going to be there this year, you know, the, the names that you all know, Elgin, Omega. Page, Page and possibly yeah. Tamatonga. Yeah. I mean, that's... They, there's just so many names that are that are out there that you would think have to be in it. I mean, we do it every week, rattling off names that you would think, all right, they have to be in. And I know, you know, Osprey is the guy. And Osprey's in, by the way, right? Osprey's in. Has that been officially announced by the company yet? He mentioned it in his backstage promo after his match that he wants in as well. Okay. I, Maybe well, they're just trying to do a gimmick where tons of people are saying, I want in, I want to be in the G1, I want to be in the G1, and then the big surprise will be Kizuna Road when they announce it. Oh, there's 24 people, and then everyone's going to go nuts. Right, right. Uh, I think the one name that, that everybody's you know, a little bit on the fence with, and they, and they should be on the fence, it's more of, they got to put this fucking guy in, but they gotta, it's Tai Chi, right? Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I guess I'm we'll sorry. talk about Tai Chi. All My right. question for you, Kojima, sorry. yes or no? Yeah, uh, no. If if gun to my head, no. Okay, well, Shingo also grabbed the mic. He said he wants to be in the G1. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you about Shingo in the G1? 12. Fucking, yeah. Yeah, and and listen, if you're going to do it, you might it, get, get Will on that same block, by the way, FYI. But uh, yeah, he, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, is there anybody that's sitting in, at home listening to this saying, yeah, you know what? Nah, no, not no to Shingo. Put in, you know, Fale. What? What are you talking about? Yes, Shingo in. Absolutely. A 12. Question for Raphael. Assuming they're both in the G1, how do you book Osprey and Shingo? If they aren't going to be top four or five, is it counterproductive by suggesting that these two are great against juniors but can't hang with the quote-unquote big boys? E.g., barring injury, you presumably have Okada, Naito, Ibushi, Tanahashi, J.Y., Evil, Sonata, ZSJ, maybe Ishii, maybe Suzuki to be slotted in above them. Is the best way to keep Will and Shigo strong to keep them out of the G1? So, I, mean, I think they're both going to be in, but how do you book it to make sure that you don't have these guys who looked very, very special in the junior division not coming across as just another guy in the G1? You know, are they going to end up with like six points and fall by the wayside? No, I, I, don't, I think if they're in, they have to be in the mix, right? Till very close to the end. And you can have it so that, you know, they take falls. They're going to take falls. But you know what? At the end of the day, do people necessarily remember points or do they remember matches, right? To me, it feels like you could wind up with 10 points and still have an outstanding performance, right? And, th- and that is what people will remember. They're not necessarily going to remember 10 points. Um, so as long, you know, as, and then they will. They're not going to bury them. They're not going to, you know, have them lose in three minutes. Um, keep them competitive. Keep them, you know, keep the matches great, which is really the main reason why they're there. Yeah, I don't think you'll have any problems with, with being upper middle of the road. Uh you know, it would be nice to have Will or or Shingo go very deep and be in the mix till the very, very end. Uh, I don't know if you need to do that. Again, as long as you keep them competitive, don't keep them, you know, don't, don't give them 50-50. Keep them on the upper half. 
I, I think that'd be fine. I think that's that's what people would expect. I don't think you need to 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 make him go to the finals or anything like that. Let's move on to the third match. Then tag match with Yoshihashi and Jushin Thunder Liger defeating Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. So a bit of an upset here as Yoshihashi pinned Zack Sabre Jr. with the Kid Koji in 9 minutes and 39 seconds. So a few people were getting a bit panicked. Chris said, please, can you tell me we're not getting Yoshihashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Royal Quest? I'm getting worried. Mm. We know now, obviously, that is not happening. It's going to be at one of the Kizuna Roads shows. So you can take it easy. I don't think they will book something like that for Royal Quest. I'm sure they've got big plans for that show. So this match felt more like a teaser for upcoming matches. So obviously we got that Rev Pro title match to uh, look forward to. And the Liger Suzuki thing rumbles on. Uh, you know, it feels like they're going to stretch this thing out. And they and they could. You know, they don't necessarily have to to do it on any of these Kazuna Road shows. They don't have to do it. No, it's not the Kazuna Road shows. Right, okay. Right. So, I I was discussing this last night. Some people suggested G1 Final, but I think the G1 Final, given that it's the G1 Final, that's going to sell out anyway. It doesn't matter who's on that card. So, do you want to save this Liger Suzuki match for a spot where you need it to sell some tickets? I would. I would, and again, is it is is that a draw? Let's let's be truthful. Is that is that is that something that you would put on top to fill seats, or is that something to help su- supplement um, a bigger show, a King of Pro Wrestling, uh, or something along those lines? Right. Um, we we got to get through G one and G. That's going to take you to September. You know, uh, you know, late August, September. Right. You you. I mean, from there you got what? A couple months. I mean, they they technically could stretch it out. Uh, if I'm in their shoes, uh, I don't know. You could. It seems like a long time now. That I'm thinking out of it out loud. I think it's I think it's a supplement. I don't think I don't think they'll do it at the dome. I don't think they'll do it at the dome. I think it'll be an undercard match, maybe again, maybe like a King of Pro Wrestling or something like that. Let's talk about the fourth match, which was a six man tag: Ryusuke Taguchi, Juice Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi, defeating the team of Taiji Ishimori, Chase Owens, and Jay White. Hiroshi Tanahashi pins Chase Owens after nine minutes forty eight seconds with what the website is very generously describing as a modified sling blade. That move looked like shit. Tanahashi didn't look great out there. This match was a bit rubbish. That's that's a lot of what I was hearing. Yeah, he uh, he didn't look great, did he? Uh, he looked 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 a little, little little struggling, a little struggling. And he even you know as we'll talk about a little bit later in the show, he he didn't have a good night. <laughs> he just didn't have a. He really didn't have a crisp, solid. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi kind of night. Uh, again, speculation is is that he's still banged up, and he, eh, you know, it's kind of hard to be the guy that stands out in a multi man tag match as being the guy that's you know stuck out to be. I don't want to say it pains me to say it, but was he the worst guy in the match? 
I think so. Yeah. And I want to single out Chase Owens for a bit of praise because I really bought into the tease of the package pile driver. He had him out there for so long. I thought, oh, is he going to do it? Are they? Is this going to be the night where everyone's announcing their intention for G1 and Chase Owens pins the ace to leverage a spot into the G1? But it didn't happen at the end. But yeah, I think he was the worst performer in the match. When was the last time you think you could say that? I mean, there's been nights where, where he's, you know, worked some nonsense War the World show for Ring of Honor. And it's like, eh, okay, he didn't do anything. But, but he looked legitimately... I wouldn't say bad. Let's let let's let, let's you know. But yeah, of, of everybody in the ring, he kind of stuck out like a sore thumb of, as a guy who just was like, oh, he just doesn't see him on his game. When was the last time you you would, you would say that that Hiroshi Tanahashi was the worst guy in the ring? One match stands out, and that was the last match of last year. It was that tag match with the Golden Lovers against Tanahashi and Osprey. Yeah, but he didn't do anything. But that wasn't because he was bad. He was right. just yeah, he was just hiding. Right. He was, right. He was, that's a great word. Hiding. Yeah, this one was just whew. I don't know. I mean, again, injuries. It's not like he he decided to, to, to forget everything that he's learned and everything you know that made him who he is. He's just, he's just banged up. He really is banged up. He, he needs to take extended time I, it, 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 here's the thing we say this so many times it's 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 become a, a running joke on this dumb show but that match whew, that if that if that doesn't tell you that something's up i don't know what what i don't know what would let's move on to the unofficial main event of the show the fifth match the never open weight championship match cartwheel death match what are we up to number six or something with Tomohiro Ishii defeating the champion, Taichi, and claiming the never openweight title in 11 minutes with a vertical drop brain buster. So the question on everyone's lips, Damon, is my hair safe? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Joel hair is safe, right? He, it lasts another seven. By the way, not for nothing, somebody sent me a little little pic of you with, with, a, with a certain Arsenal fan that you met over there. What's, uh, you got a little mustache going on over there. Huh? Oh, that was during Movember. <laughs> oh, so that, oh, I was raising money for charity then. Oh, okay. All right. What do you think of it? Uh, it's all right. You know, look, I can't believe that it's kind of like somewhat in fashion. Like I'll watch, uh, I'll watch that Australian rules football all the time. And uh, I mean, these are young guys, these are guys in their 20s, teens. And they're doing like the single mustache. And I'm just like, that's coming back in style? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say, do the full thing. If you're gonna do uh, the facial, do the do the, do the do the full thing. Do the full thing. All right, there's my fashion tips. There's Damon's fashion tips for the day. Let's get back to the match. I was on the edge of my seat watching this, sitting next to WH, and every little thing in the match that I thought was good, I was like, okay, that's quarter a star. Oh, that's good. That's half a star. And I was sort of trying to add it up in my mind. And by the end of it, I was fairly confident that my hair was safe i was hearing a lot of good stuff online uh, claudia says did we just witness taichi's best match i think it was a step below their new japan cup match me too but this one was a lot shorter that one went like 25 minutes this was only 11 and wow. it seemed to me that i, I like the way it was laid out that where taichi was trying to do his bullshit and then ishii was just lying on the ring so like come on cut the shit if you want to get your get the advantage come in let's fight and I thought that worked quite well. And 
it was really exciting. I think these guys have got great chemistry because there's something about Ishii that sort of cuts through the nonsense for Taichi and gets him fired up. So I enjoyed this match a lot. And I think I would like to see them in the same G1 block. I've said it before, but it would be great if they have a match that's similar to the infamous Ishii Shibata match where the bell goes and they just absolutely go at each other because they're building up a a little feud going on here. It's a long-term thing and I think that would be really cool. Why why do you think they have such... Because, look, we've had this silly cartwheel deathmatch thing and we've done it as a laugh for, you know, what was that, number six, right? So we've had Naito, we've had... Uh, Jeff Cobb, we've had we've had a couple different people in the mix here for the for the for the cartwheel death match. But each and every time where we're we're kinda like on the fence of oh should you know or you know, at least me. Like I like I told you flat out, I was like, this is your best shot and I have confidence that you you're gonna be fine. That's what what I mean Ishii can have a good match with a fucking soda can. But but what? Why, why do you think it is? What, what 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 is it with these two guys that that or what is it with Ishii that that Taichi needs to have a match like this? That's a good question. It makes me think the matches he had with Goto. Why not Goto? Why can't he have that kind of match with him? Right. Maybe it's just something about the dynamics of an Ishii match that the crowd gets hot and fired up when Ishii is in peril rather than on the attack, whereas when Goto's in peril, people don't really care. Maybe. maybe I personally... Goto, or how, about, how about Naito, though? No, I thought... I liked the Naito match. I thought it was good. I thought the comp match was really good. I thought his match with Osprey was really good. I enjoyed the match he had with Honma. Again, I think is just one of these guys. You either... He's like Mama. You love him or you hate him. It, it lives and dies on your enjoyment or lack thereof of the bullshit shenanigans that he's going to put at the start of the match. If you're into the character and him being a sleazy slime ball and stalling and that, then you're going to have a great time. Otherwise, you are sort of sitting on your hands waiting for that to finish and waiting for the the actual proper wrestling to start. And I think maybe this just speaks to how brilliant Ishii is than anything else. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he can have a great match with a soda can. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing that that consistently <laughs> again we say it all the time and we get questions i mean every week why well, give him an intercontinental title run it's just you know it is what it is at this point but what a, what a what a hired hand he is right what a what a just a, what a, just like a, like a gold nugget that you have in the in the middle of your of your show that you know that could produce just just gold every time out it is it is fucking amazing how you, I don't care who you stick in the ring with him you're going to get a you're going to get a match if I, I will say this if you are willing to work his style right um and kind of go along with with his 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 game it just makes it so much more interesting um and 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 anybody that we've ever talked to I don't I have we heard anyone ever say anything bad about Ishii in a sense of Oh, he's really stiff, or oh, he he's unsafe, or uh, I don't know, really. No one, no one. And you know who else? I, I was kind of shocked too, like hearing feedback on. Nobody ever said anything about that, like Shibata. And I was like, my God, the way he fucking lays shit in, and, and no, safe as fuck. So safe as houses. So 
beans on toast. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, next, <laughs> next match. Sorry. I'm gonna do. Oh, every, got I'm gonna do every British uh, colloquial. Is that the word I'm looking for? Colloquialism. Uh, yeah, that's a match. That'll be next. Just bang British food things. Yep, I'm just gonna bring them. Toad up. in the oh. hole. And then One I'm gonna say, favorites. yeah. Uh, how about uh, Bob's your uncle? Uh, and then I'll just yell Park Life randomly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next time I do a rant at the end of each sentence, you can shout Park Life. Yeah, yeah. I wish somebody would mix that in. Like, take your rant and then do the you know, the uh, blur Park Life. Uh, in, like, you have a sentence and then Park Life. Somebody's got it. Andrew Rich, he can help us out, right? All right, very good. What do we got next? We got a question from another Andrew. He says, "Why does the <laughs> why does the hipster puro purist Gato hate Taichi so much when he's been carrying New Japan on his back?" I was a bit worried, David, when Taichi lost the never open weight title that his chance at getting in the G one climax had slipped through his fingers. There, yeah. I could see where people would be upset with that, but I, I think he's in. I, you, your, your, are your worries are understandable. He's in. He's been a focal point the entire year. Um, I, you know, to me, Osprey's in. Obviously, Shingo is in. Now Moxley's in. Taichi's got to be in. He he was always in that four, right? That was that was getting in. And again, now people on the bubble. Jeff Cobb on the bubble. Um, Lance Archer, maybe? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, he's going to be in Dallas, right? And you, 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 you don't put him on just some fucking shitty undercard. Put him in. He's a, he's a good big man. Again, he, the people who get wins over Lance Archer, it's going to mean something. And it's not going to be ridiculous when he does pull off a win or two over guys that you know, are middle of the road or upper middle of the road. It's, it's, it's just a good fit. But I, I'm telling you what, each block is going to be 36 people. <laughs> it's going to be fucking amazing. Long and amazing. All right, I was just getting some tea out of the fridge, David. Some I bet. Oil, Listen, you're in your hotel Japanese room, by the way, FYI. Yeah, you're, you're, you're still in the Osaka hotel room, right? And they're very small. The, the, I bet you the walls are paper thin too, right? Well, you think someone might be listening? Probably. Um, where's, where's the missus right now? Uh, I left her in Daiso in a shop. She okay. she likes shopping. All right, so she's gonna be all right, right? Yeah, she's good. Wow. She just yeah. This this podcast is coming twelve hours later than I'd hoped. I wanted to record in the morning, but when I mentioned that to her, she she wasn't having it. She was like, "No, this is my holiday too. I don't want to have to wake up early and listen to your bullshit for two hours. <laughs> Do it in the evening." What about me? Come on. She doesn't, she very inconsiderate about my time she doesn't well. have to listen to you i'm sure if she if she was listening to you she would love it but she only gets really? to hear my end mm, good point and, yeah. and uh, when it comes to her opinion of the super j cast she's with the Enochius. she fucking hates it so <laughs> what can i say i'm a very divisive character <laughs> really are. i don't know how you do it oh all right uh listen we got a great match to talk about here right we got naito ibushi uh, intercontinental title match and uh, take it away no we got the sixth oh. match which is the IWGP tag team championship oh match with, right yeah Tangela and Tamatonga defeating Sonata and Evil in 16 minutes with a roll up and I and everyone else in Osaka Joe Hall went to the toilet during this match you saw the cues I've tweeted out a picture of the cues which got us about 50 new followers so I'm glad you know all these like interesting takes I'm trying to put out and scoops and all this stuff no the real good content that brings in new eyeballs is photos of cues for the toilet so there you go Damon what do you think of this match 
I think that was my bathroom break as well, legitimately. I really do. No, actually, it was um, when I was watching, uh, my missus went to, she goes shopping every Sunday, and as she's coming down the block, she'll text and be like, can you help with the groceries? And that's what I did. <laughs> I helped with the groceries during that. I brought in groceries during this match. Uh, and I did see the uh, the finish. The finish was okay, right? It was it was all right. Look, I, I how can you get excited about this? There's no one. Look, even if you're like the biggest Sonata and Evil fan, right? Even if you're you, the only piece of clothing you have has a, a Bullet Club logo on it, you can't at the end of the day look at each other and be like, ah, that was great. It was okay. It was the same fucking shit you see a thousand times. Um, I, I guess this officially puts to bed this tag team of Sonata and Evil, right? I mean, it, I mean, there's no possible way we could see these two clowns in a tag team title match again. Or, or we're done with it, right, Joel? Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. I think you might want to... Really? I mean, what? there's no other tag teams. This is the problem. It seems like these are the only two tag teams that have been featured prominently in New Japan. I think they've had like six matches together or something the last few months. It, let's, let me go back. So, oh, cage they... match again. Cage, you're dusting off cage <laughs> match again? <laughs> Should I start yelling again? <laughs> Just cut rattling. Five stars! Three stars! Mate, you're rattling off cage match! Park life. <laughs> um, so, uh, they had a match at uh, World Tag League. Okay. And then they had a match in World Tag League Finals. Okay. Then they were in that three-way uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Park life. And then, then they had, was it New Beginning, where G.O.D. won the belts back? And then they were in the four-way at MSG. And now yeah. they've had another match now. I'm so sick of them. Christ. They've got, they've got no chemistry. And I'm sorry, the, the tag division in New Japan is dead. Who's Absolutely next? Who, who could possibly be next? Give, give me a name. Give me a tag team who's challenging We, we say the same all the time. Let's, I know. You know. Suzuki is Zack Sabre Jr. Let's have Ishii and Goto. Let's bring back Villain Enterprises. I'd have PCO and Brody King. I'd take them in a heartbeat. Just uh, just freshen it up a bit. Even, even have you drone Chase Owens. Give them a bit of a push. Just anyone apart from these two. I know. It is amazing. I mean, in, in two seconds. We fucking fixed it. Two fucking seconds. Oh, it is madness, isn't it? Isn't it? The, is it? Let me ask you this. We watch a lot of. We watch all the nonsense row two shows. We watch all. Is this the most frustrating part of being a fan of this promotion? I feel bad saying it, Damon, because it's not. These are two good teams. I like both teams. And the matches are not bad, but it's just so tedious because we've had it so frequently. I'm not saying it was like a two-star match or anything. The match was fine. It was entertaining enough, but it just feels so stale at the moment. It really Christopher is. sent in a question, who should challenge G.O.D. next? Just anyone that's not L.I.J. Yep, I, I would agree. And, and let me take that back. Anyone who's not L.I.J. or Makabe and fucking, or, or Honma and... Makabe, you know, that GBH or any fucking... Makabe and Yano who are challenging. Right, right. I I don't want to see that either. I I can't... I don't understand why it is so difficult. I don't. I have no fucking idea why it is so difficult. Just put... You know what? 
if we're if we're really trying to be uh do to, to do our best to to stall on this Suzuki Liger thing, just fuck fucking put Rev or, or Rev Pro put uh Zach and uh and and Suzuki together and let's just have that go on for a month or two. Just something different. A begging. Fucking begging. Just change it up. But here's the problem, Joel. How long have we been saying this? Right? We've been saying this since Gallows and Anderson. We've been saying this since even before that. I, I don't know what it is about this promotion and 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 their tag belts. But man, they just find a promotion. New- let's not forget, which is booked by a former tag team wrestler. Right, right. It's just such a such a throwaway thing. Like their world tag belts could be so great, and it's just not something that they give one shit about. And and it's and it's obvious. The kingdom, right? I mean, just think of the names in the past five, six years that have held on to these titles. How many of those names and teams? You literally get excited for. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. what. Here's an idea. Okay. This let's have Nakajima and Goshiyazaki coming in because they they have an outstanding tag run in Noah this year, so they can yes! come in and take the IWGP tag title belt. I got no problem with that. And then and then we'll have more Noah fans ready to burn down New Japan for stealing talent. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> the next segment we had Katsuyori Shibata come out, which is always exciting when his music hits, and when his music started playing. A lot of us were thinking, oh, is he going to come out and say he's back and be in the G1? Oh and then he came out in a suit. And when I saw the suit, I was like, oh, shit, he's going to announce his retirement. And then he started pointing. And when he started pointing, we sort of sussed it out. We knew it was going to be Kenta. But he was oh, pointing yeah. for so long. He was pointing for about five minutes. <laughs> Kenta took ages to come out. But he did come out. He's got the fire in his eyes again. He's looking jacked. The pot was enormous when people realized who it was. What a moment, David. Yeah, I loved it. It, it. So, yeah, he was pointing for quite a while. So when he came out, I'm thinking, ah, uh, some, something about the dojo, right? So maybe, like, uh, he's going to bring out some of the young lions that are in the L.A. dojo. Uh, they're going to be uh, – they sign, I don't know if they sign a deal to to train in Japan. Right? Something like that. Certainly not Kenta, right? Um, so you're saying that when he came out in the suit – People were all were already speculating that it could possibly be Kenta because on commentary they were talking about uh, the Dragon Lee connection, right? That he was going to bring out Dragon Lee, um, but everybody was kind of already in the arena talking Kenta, huh? I say everyone in the arena. The, the people I was sitting with, JoJo and WH, they sussed it out. Wow. Okay. I can't speak for the rest of the, the crowd. Nice. Well, look, it was a great moment. Uh, have you heard about the online scuttlebutt? Yeah, let's let's get into that. So Lewis said right. thoughts. Are we made more timing. friends. Are, are oh. we going to be? Are we going to make shitty friends again? Are, we're not going to. Are we going to be? <laughs> are we going to have a hassle again? Oh, you're so much fucking. Well, you stress. don't. You don't know, David. I'm unpredictable. You don't know what I'm going to say. You I know. You're sweating are. right now. You're you're a loose cannon. I know. Yeah. Go ahead. The floor is All up. right. Lewis said thoughts on the timing of Shibata introducing Kenta and him announcing he's an entrant into this year's G1. So the timing of it. Uh, I mean, I can see why people are upset because it was the same day as the Misawa Memorial Show, and David, I feel for them. I really do, and I'm not joking because a lot of friends of the show. Like, I'm thinking of Claire and Kyle. They're very big Noah fans, they are. and I'm sure they were upset as well. And I get it. 
it must have felt like a real kick in the teeth, given the timing. But at the same time, let's have a little history lesson here. I mean, Noah was founded in 2000 by a former All Japan wrestler uh, in Misawa after he'd led a, mass, led a mass exodus in which 24 of All Japan's 26 contracted wrestlers left the promotion to form Noah. So, if anything, David, Kenta defecting to a rival promotion, is it's a loving tribute to Misawa. <laughs> well, uh, I mean... No, no, I, I, mean I, I, I'm joking, of course. Of I, mean, course. I, I get it, right? So I, I don't want to kick the Noah fans while they're down, because I, I feel your pain. I like Noah as well. I want them to do well. Obviously, I understand why they're upset. But at the same time, it was... It was five years five ago. Five years ago, right. That's a long time. It was. Yeah. It's not like a... I mean, there's stuff in immediate, more recent history that's worse than that. Five years is a really long time. Like, let's compare it to Ishimori uh, yeah. and Kanemaru, right? Yeah. Ishimori, <laughs> he straight up lied about his intentions. Did he say he wanted to get into WWE or something? He ended up hustling his way into New Japan. Uh, Kanemaru, he got his way into Suzuki-gun, backdoored into Suzuki-gun. And, just, and when Suzuki-gun left, he just left with them. Yeah. We had Shingo saying uh, he was going to go independent from uh, Dragon Gate. Two weeks later, he's he's in LIJ. Although that one was slightly different. He was sort of trying to protect the surprise of joining New Japan. I mean, even legends of the business like Ricky Choshu, Choshu, yeah, they <laughs> right. jumped shit plenty of times. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason for Kenta to go back to Noah. We've heard that he was in talks with Noah, but they just they can't pay him what he wants. The company's yeah. in worse shape than when he left. And he never worked for the people that are currently in charge of that company. So whilst I, I do get why people are upset, you can't really argue with the decision of Kenta. Yeah, um, I, I'll kind of echo some of the things that you said in the sense of, one, I get why people would be upset. I do. I absolutely do. Is it? And to, to throw a sports analogy, it's kind of like, you know, your star player, uh, you know, signs a free agent deal with, you know, you know the Yankees, or you know, or you know the the big team, whatever the case. As an Arsenal fan, I'm used to that shit happening. Right, right. Trust me, I, I, I you know, it's it's not it, it's, it doesn't fall on deaf ears. So I get that. Other side of the coin is is that it was five years ago, and I'll say this too: while Kenta is a big name and he is associated with that promotion, and and, and well, he should be right with Noah. I would think if I'm a Noah fan, while it does sting, right, and I get it, and I'm not downplaying it because I get it, like build – you had five years to kind of offset whatever loss Kenta would have brought you, right? Like to me, I don't even think New Japan is getting a – he's not getting 2002 Kenta, Right? We're getting 2019 Kenta. And while the possibility of it being great, I would say it's better than 50%. Trust me, there's plenty of people that are like, Ugh, how, how's he going to make out? Is he going to be, are we getting, are we getting 205 Kenta? What are we getting here? Um, and I think if I'm a Noah fan, I kind of want to build around the people, the, the, the talent that I have and, and building the young talent instead of kind of maybe going back in time. Right, and again, I know Kenta is is associated, and people kind of their minds are, uh, you know, when they associate Kenta, it's it's to Noah, and I, and I understand that. And now he's, you know, dare I say, a rival promotion, right? 
Um, so again, I don't want to downplay that fact for people who are fans of the promotion, but and on the other hand, it is kind of like, okay, you know, it's, it was five years ago. There is a large history of pro wrestlers that have done something similar. It's certainly not as bad as this. Um, is it a bad look on the day? Yeah, yeah, it could have been any day, Joel, right? <laughs> right? And I don't think it was intentional, right? That, that's another thing, too, I, I want to make perfectly clear. I don't think he went out and was malicious in saying, no, we're fucking doing it on this day. No, I don't Try think it was. Try telling that to Yeah, he didn't take too kindly to it, did he? He was, he was tweeting out some shit. Look, I, I think it hurt some feelings. It hurt some feelings. I get it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's best for – I even think it's best for Noah. I really do. Because – Short term, it probably would have popped a couple houses, right, his return. Long term, do you think it would have? Do you think long term it would have been beneficial to both the promotion and to Kenta? Because here's the thing. He's going to want to finally, for the first time in his fucking life, legitimately get paid, right? Like, like not like bounce checks paid, but like, you know, make some really decent money. And I don't think Noah would could, could afford that. So they're going to be writing checks that they really can't afford for a guy who's on the tail end of his career. Again, maybe I'm just trying to paint a silver lining in this for everybody. I think it's. I think this is probably the best scenario for everybody. At the end of the day, if you are an upset Noah fan. Or an upset Kenta fan, just come start watching some New Japan. You could see Kenta having great wrestling matches with guys like Will Ospreay. You'd love that. Park <laughs> oh, no. life. Do you think he's going to be as good as we hope? Because you got to start with a big G one match, maybe even a main event. I put him against a Carter or, or something like that, or uh, the Freedom match with John Moxley. I'm telling you, I, I think I think Dallas is going to be very interesting. Do you bring him to Dallas? I would, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think I think look, he looked he looked like he was ready to go. Right? He looked like he he, he could he, he we're not going to have any worries. Uh, look. <sighs> Truth be told, I don't really have that many worries. I think he's going to get in there and he's gonna, it's going to be great and he's going to be able to perform and he's going to be able to perform at a high level. I think G1 is going to be taxing on him being that for 5 years he was you know, shoulder and farting around and in in Florida. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a test in the beginning for sure. But again, he's a world class pro wrestler. I'm not, I'm not worried about him. You know, making an ass of himself in G1. He'll do just fine. I'm sure. Give me odds on his first match being a loss to Will Ospreay in the G1. And with that being Gato's confirmed listener of the Super J cast. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the fucking meltdown that would occur. No, I think he gets a win. I think he get, I do, I think he gets a win. Um over some middle of the road person. I tell you what, let, let me th- throw something at you. There's somebody that's gonna be at G one in Dallas. Confirmed. Begins with a Tomohiro and ends in an Ishii. I was just thinking that, David. That would be how, great. How about that? How about that for an opening the match? How about that sweet smell of uh, stiff lariatos, right? Fucking great. That, I mean, seriously, you're going to put him in a match? That might be the match to start it off with. Oh, they fucking do that. I, I've, I've, as the kids say, I've worked myself into a fucking uh, shoot here. 
Oh, but imagine that. Imagine, ma- imagine that kickoff, the G1. Whew. I'm going to have to sell a kidney to those two for getting me to Dallas. I'm telling you. <laughs> a question from Lorraine Barr. He says, do I say, do I fucking say fuck it and fly to fucking Texas for motherfucking Kenta? Yes. Come on. David, maybe you get some free drinks. Yeah, he's a, it's a guy uh, they, the bar uh, out there in Philly that he went to. Um, yeah, that'd be great. Come on. Let's go. Get, get, yeah. Direct flights right out of Philly. American Airlines. I'm telling you. I'm 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 very curious to see if these announcements are ticket movers. Very curious. Like to see how we're doing. I know they opened up more sections in Dallas too. Doesn't look as um <laughs> terrible as, as those opening weeks of tickets being on sale. Oh my god, it was so many open seats. Hey, Dave, maybe our our new friends are gonna dig into their pockets, make the yeah. trip over for Dallas. Yeah, you think? This will be their jumping in point, and then we can all be New Japan fans together. Aww. Let's get them on the show. I'll tell you what. If they oh, if they come up to me and introduce themselves, I, I uh, first beer's on me. How about that? First beer's on me. Peace and love from the Super J cast. We're such nice guys, Dave. We really are. I think we're nice guys. Ugh, nice guys. Isn't that a bit, that's kind of an insult, too. Uh, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> All right, another question here. Uh, Tyler says, could Shibata introducing Kenta lead to the return of the wrestler or Damon's favorite, a new faction? <laughs> I think that might be an interesting idea. You could have Kenta leading a faction of all the, you know, like the Ishis and the Gottos and people like that. Mm-hmm. Or do you think he's just going to be like thrown in with one of the others? I hope he's not thrown in with anything. I don't think we need, I don't think this world needs any more factions, to be honest with you. It is really kind of a silly thing. Factions. I'm in a gang. It's just the fucking warriors. <laughs> Stupid. Factions stink. I love the warriors. Which me was your too. favorite faction in the warriors? Uh, I like the baseball guys. Me too. The baseball guys were, were pretty good. Um, wasn't there the all-girl one too? It was the, the all-girl gang. They were in the bar. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Um, I know. The warriors is kind of cool. The mimes? Mimes, the mimes. I hated the mimes. The mimes stunk. I didn't like them. No. Um, I like the idea of, as much as I don't like factions, you know what my, the, like my favorite things were, were the, um, when I was a kid, and I wasn't a big superhero guy. I was kind of, I guess when I was real little, um, where it would be like the entire universe versus the other universe. Like the, Mar- like the Batman universe. Is that Marvel or is that DC? That's DC, right? Against, like, the Spider-Man one. And they'd be at a pff, battle. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I like the idea of, of these, those big things. And I, I don't know. Maybe I do like factions more than I'm leading on. Eh. Yeah, Warriors. You know, I might watch that. I might watch that. Can, can you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good film. And, 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 wait, the, and the DJ always playing the records. Here you go. Bop, what was it? What did you say? Yeah, boppers? Something. When she was playing the when they're, you know, they're doing the... Ah, fuck. Yeah. All right, very good. Park life. Wrestling. Back to the rest. <laughs> okay, so our seventh match was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with the challenger, Will Ospreay, defeating the champion, Dragon Lee, in 20 minutes with the Stormbreaker. So, Damon, a bad wrestler, Will Ospreay, had another bad match here. Yep, fuck him. Stinks. And... <laughs> he should hang him up. Well... Like... No, th- this was my match of the night. I love this. I thought it was great. I gave it four and a half stars uh 
I you know always have reservations about these Dominion matches because it comes off the back of the best of the Super Juniors final where that junior match is the main event and they get plenty of time to work. And of course, the Osprey-Shingo match was absolutely breathtaking. So I was a little bit concerned about this one, especially given the placement. It was right after the Kenta announcement. So the crowd had this big high and they were a little bit quiet at the start of this match. But, oh boy, did Osprey and Dragon Lee get the crowd back by the end of this. This was fucking great. Yeah, I had no complaints here. It was just, I'm trying to think back. I mean, I'm sure that there were moments back in the day when, when you know, you're doing house shows and Flair and Steamboat would, you know, one night in Philly, the next night in Boston or Baltimore or what have you. Just trying to think of, like, performances that what they, that close together. I mean, G1, you usually get those, too. You know, when you have the semifinals and the finals, you could you have unbelievable performances almost on consecutive nights. But yeah, that was a pretty good, better than a pretty good. That's a pretty great performance by both guys, by both guys. How was the, let me ask, because I wanted to get your your take. What's the crowd reaction? And Osaka is a, is a great pro wrestling town, right? Um, what, what was the reaction to Osprey? They love him. Yeah. They love him. Yeah. So many people calling out his name. They adore him over over in Japan. Look, I, 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 I'm maybe you know. because they have <laughs> they can't understand the shit that he's posting on Twitter, <laughs> right? The As this Japanese nonsense. improves, then people are going to turn and be like, oh, "What the fuck is this wee <laughs> idiot talking about?" Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, he's didn't he post something recently about um, how he even he even acknowledged that he's a fucking tool bag on uh, on social media. Um, I thought I saw something like that. I yeah, I, I saw that as well. And look, it, it is what it is. I I in ring, I I think he's amazing. I think I think uh, and 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 Dragon Lee. Can we give some credit to Dragon Lee here too? What? Well, yeah, David, I, he, I I've mentioned it before. Dragon Lee suicide dive. Yeah. Holy oh. hell! He wiped out the whole commentary booth there. They took out poor Milano. That was Wait, that, insane. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the spot of the of the of the of the match that had me. You know, they're, they're talking about the Jesus Christ count. I, that one got me. I couldn't believe it. Fucking what a nutter. Uh, Park life. Um, I uh, dragon late to me. What twenty three? 22, 23, or maybe he's 24, early 20s. Would you, is, is, I mean, again, he, he probably wants to stay in Mexico. We had a question about this. You're reading my mind, David. Zach says, between his best of the Super Juniors tournament and this match with Osprey, would you have any interest in Dragon League going full-time with New Japan? Oh, my God. I don't know how that would work with CMLL, but part of me would love to have him in New Japan year-round. I think if the opportunity is there, I would take him in a heartbeat. But And again, part of me... I, I don't want New Japan to become a monopoly because you see what happens in WWE. You end up with guys getting underutilized and I don't want to see talented wrestlers get lost in the shuffle. Right. But if they could make it work, I think Dragon Lee would be a huge asset to any company in the world, especially New Japan. Yeah, I, that's I, 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 100%. Now, here's the thing. Make it work. They gave the fucking guy the strap. Right? <laughs> they made him... And he got a successful defense, which I think is really important because... Right. 
winning a title and then losing it straight away with zero defenses can be a bit of a killer. Right. Yeah. I mean, they they did everything they could with the limited amount of a limited amount of time they had to work with him. Right. They gave him the the, the highest title you could give him. Um. You know, for a junior. Right. Uh, I don't know what else you could do. So, what I op- with open arms, I would welcome him back for as long as he wants. Two year deal would be wonderful. Uh, and again, you could make the uh, the junior tags even more interesting if if we've run out of options for for singles. Yeah, I would I would take him in a heartbeat. Young, he's not. And here's the thing too, as as far as I know, he he really hasn't had like serious injuries yet, has he? I'm not that I'm aware of. I mean, I'm sure he has the usual pro wrestler bang ups, but he's not. You know, you, you haven't heard him out. You know, extended period of time or anything like that. So, yeah, uh, young, talented, can only get better. Yeah, I would, I would be all over that one. Uh, JDM says, "Is Osprey Eagles headlining Southern Showdown? It's going to be a banger. Red Hot Will against local Eagles. Surprising we didn't get White Challenger Okada to build his." Uh, win over Tanahashi on the New Japan podcast. Craven said there'll be two significant matches folks would want to see. So I've got the cards here, Damon. Southern Showdown in Melbourne on Saturday, June the 29th. The semi-main event is going to be Osprey against Robbie Eagles for the junior title. And the main event is Tanahashi and Okada versus Farley and Jay White. And then Southern Showdown in Sydney. We've got co-main event is Ishii against Hinare having a rematch. Um, main event is a six-man. Osprey, Tanahashi, Okada against Eagles, Fale, and Jay White. Ooh. So, yeah, that one yeah, that one is hand-waveable. But the junior title match with Osprey against Robbie Eagles, I'm really excited for that. And we've got to wait, what is it, 72-hour delay for that? Because yeah. of the, TV, the, the deal that they got with Fight TV, which is a big shame. But that match is going to be great. Is anybody going to buy that? Nobody's going to buy that. I'm telling you right now, I'm not buying that. For that show, I'm not. That match will be great. Yes. Joe, are you, you, can you wait three days for that show? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Let's be honest. No, no. And how much is it? Like, it's almost like 40 bucks. Yeah, something like that. Fuck the fuck out. And they're all, they were also charging people for Dominion. I mean, why would anyone pay for Dominion when you could just get a New Japan board? Right. Uh, look. I understand from a production you know, they they needed the uh, the help for for all that. Is that money to watch that show? Not I. I mean, and I'm not advocating people go find other ways. And I'll put that in internet air quotes to to find this, these shows. I'm not advocating that. But what I'm saying is, is that you know they're fucking going to do it. <laughs> right? Right? They're not paying that money. And look, I understand they have to do what they have to do, but people, people are not paying money for that horseshit show. All right, let's talk about the eighth match, which was, let me find it, uh, IWGP Intercontinental Championship match with Tetsuya Naito, the challenger, defeating the champion, Kota Ibushi in 22 minutes after a Destino Ben says, can you send someone to hug me after the IC match, please? And I echo those sentiments, though, because I was watching this. like I was literally biting my nails because I was terrified, legitimately scared about what these guys were going to do. Because you know the kind of people that they are, and I knew that they would have been planning this match and watching their previous matches together and thinking, okay, how can we top that? 
How can we top that? And that spot in question, and I could see it coming. And that's always the most dangerous part of their matches where I can't remember the, exactly which match. It might have been their G1 match or maybe the New Japan Cup match where Ibushi is standing on the second rope and he does the German suplex from the apron into the ring. And it was really ugly and nasty. And then they played off of that in the MSG match where that was reversed and Naito ended up, I think it was Naito doing a Hurricane Rana to Ibushi who went crash into the floor. It might have been the other way around, I forget. So that I had that spot in my mind. I was like, they're going to do that and they're going to do something crazy. And then they went, they were on the apron. Ibushi was standing on the second rope. I was like, oh my God, what are they going to do now? And then they were standing on the apron and then... I mean, you've seen it. You know the spot we're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have written us about this. Nicholas said, "How do you feel about the focus on Ibushi's neck in seemingly every match? It's become almost unwatchable to me because he's going to break his neck, and I don't want to be there to see that." So the spot in question, Naito does. Uh, I think it was a German suplex on Ibushi on the apron, and Ibushi's head just bangs off the side of the ring, and his his neck. I'm struggling to get it out because it was it was he just really on painful his face. to watch. I mean, he landed yeah. on his cheek, which then in turn turned his head, which cr- totally crunked up his neck. While again, he's his feet are straight in the air, mind you, when this is happening. Right? It was it was it was fucked up. It was what it was. Right? It it hurt my enjoyment of the match. Did it? Yep. I don't know if it hurt my enjoyment of the match. In fact, I, once again, I did Jesus Christ count. I, I, I popped. Couldn't believe it. I was, I, but that's, that's not good. If you, if we, if we really think about that, because that's, that's what's popping. A a matter of inches away from a guy's career ending or worse. And to me, it's, it's not worth it. Um, uh, I'm going to give you both sides of the coin. They're adults. They're professional wrestlers. They're trained athletes. They are, you know, they, they, they feel the match. They, I'm sure, look, I highly doubt that they were sitting in the back and Abushi goes up to Naito and says, hey, I got this great idea where I'm going to land on my fucking head. I doubt it. I think in the spur of the moment. I think that's exactly what happened. Really? Because I think it's in the spur of the moment, it was, okay, we're going to do this, and then I'm going to take this fucking silly-ass bump, right? I think Naito knew that we were going on the apron, obviously, but I don't don't think – and even if it was, okay, you're an adult, man. I mean, what are we going to say? Don't do it? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't enjoy it. That that crossed the line for me. It was it was rough to watch. I'm not gonna lie, but I've you know you see, like what was what what made it what made what made it cross the line for you? Because you've seen crazy spots just in this past year that you talked about. Like why why is it just the 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 level of stupidity that went into it? Was that what it was? I don't know. I mean. There's a lot of dangerous shit in pro wrestling. Why it why it took away the match quality for you? No, not the match. I mean, the match was amazing. 
it was an incredible match. Right. But from that moment onward, instead of enjoying the match, I was worried okay. for the, the health and safety of the guys who were out there. Here's here's what I worry about. It's uh, like after it was determined. Well, here's the thing: you, something like that, they could probably wrestle another five minutes, you know, and, and him not even really even recognize that he's hurt. I mean, look at Shibata. Yeah, and, and then after know? that, it, it yeah. was a load of head drops and neck drops right. in the, the rest of the match. Right. It was I mean, nuts. look at the Shibata match. Right. That headbutt, that infamous headbutt against Okada. Right. They wrestled for another eight minutes. Right. And it. Let's be truthful here. That meant nothing to the the match itself, right? That headbutt spot. This apron drop, right? He, yeah, he worked on the neck continuously again. But can I ask this? Did that spot have anything to do with the rest of this match? I mean, the whole story, of the, not just the match, just... but this rivalry is these two guys just fucking up each other's necks, is it not? It kind of is at this point. This yeah. like crazy game of escalation. Here's what's scary to me. What could possibly be a, and I'll put it in the internet air quotes, that simple move, right, that Hiromo got hurt on. That was well, that was a Phoenix Plex. I mean, that's quite a spectacular I mean, move, is it? It not? is. A, okay. It's a I mean, g- g- give another example. Uh, Jado. Okay. No, Jado was it Jado on Honma? Yeah. Jado do what was it? A hangman DDT? Yeah, just a draping it over. Yeah, draping over, DDT. Yeah. yeah, feet draped over the ropes DDT. Um, look, there's botches and fuck ups all the time in pro wrestling matches where people get hurt, right? And on relatively, I mean, look that that, but even the Dragon Lee one, uh, or the, you know the um the uh, Hiromo one, they, he's taken that. Plenty of times before, right? It wasn't like it was the first time he's ever done that. Uh, look at look at Yoshihashi, not Yoshihashi, excuse me, Yoshitatsu. Yeah, I, I think you're making a separate point. Obviously, wrestling's dangerous and things can go wrong with the simplest of moves. But this this is a different case, isn't it? These are guys who are deliberately going out there and doing but that's what reckless, I'm dangerous stuff. Like the simplest thing you can get hurt on. You're going out of your way to land on your fucking neck. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right, so you agree with me now? I do, I do. Like, I'm, cause, cause, you know, because again, even the simplest things in pro wrestling, you're going to get you. There's a possibility of getting hurt. You're now, you know, your feet are straight in the air, and you're landing on your fucking head on the ring apron, mind you. I don't, I don't know. And 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 then, like, if that was the finish, I could be like, okay, that was the finish, All right? It wasn't even a finish. They went another five minutes. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I was just like, all I that. saw a really funny tweet during the match. Someone said, uh, this is P. Diddy at P. D. Backman. We're reaching Goldberg Undertaker levels of unsafe. <laughs> you see, did you see that match? I, I saw bits of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. He's right. Oh, boy. He's right. Oh, they, they'll, they'll do anything for that Saudi money, man. They'll bring out two guys who have no being in a fucking ring. Ah, oh, just to get that money. Get that money. Good job. Good job. Video. I would do it if someone <laughs> yeah, a ton of Saudi <laughs> blood money to go out and do that. I mean, right? I, I'm Jewish. They wouldn't let me in the country. That's true. Good point. Uh, I'm just a heathen. They wouldn't let me in there. Um, 
Let's should we move things along? We've got a lot of yeah, questions. Yeah, because I got I got yeah, yeah, okay. I, I do. Uh, Nicole says we're getting Naito Ibushi for the G1 final, aren't we? Uh, speaking of one of the VOW reviewers compared Naito Ibushi rivalry to Misawa Kobashi, Okada Tanahashi, and Okada Omega. So, what are your thoughts on where this Naito Ibushi rivalry stands in history? I wouldn't go that high. Those are that's that's that, those are some pretty legendary feuds. Um, I I, so I wouldn't go that high. I think the matches were great. Uh, on on the danger scale, they're high. I think mean, I don't think anybody's going to argue that point. But I I couldn't put them in that in that. Uh, category. I couldn't do that. I bet all our new listeners were just waiting for us to say that it was better than Misawa <laughs> better Kibashi, than that. Yeah. I'm sorry to let you down. I, right. I'm sure I'll say something dumb in the, the rest they're, of this. They're sitting there with their audacity, right? They're just ready to isolate <laughs> that audio. Yeah. <laughs> chop, chop the shit out of that audio. Send that out. Uh, no. no I, again, I said it. We opened the show with it. I, I agree with more things that they like. We like the same things. I, I would say 80% of it. I would, and more than 80% of it. So you know, I, 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 we're, I, you know, uh, but no, I would not put that in that in that uh, rare air, as they say. Okay, uh, Michael says, does Naito winning the IC title help or hurt his G one odds? Considering his push to be dual champ, can that seriously be the direction? Ika says, does Naito winning the IC title basically guarantee that he's not winning the G one and thusly make Godo's decision to not have uh, give him the belt and instead give it to Kenny look brain dead in retrospect? So, what do you think this means for uh, Naito's G one prospects moving forward? I still think he. I, I still think what? I still think he wins, and I still think he challenges for the heavyweight strap at one of the two Tokyo Dome shows. Um, now, there's a lot of fucking shit that can happen in the middle there before we get there, but yeah, I think because then he, he would have IC title defenses and briefcase defenses. Yeah, he could. Why? Why wouldn't he? Why can't he? Or just how do you? balance those things like let's say you got destruction does he defend the briefcase or does he defend the IC title maybe it's both in the same match why not yeah could be I mean, you could I mean, well, no, nobody but he okay let's say he does win the G1 he's got to lose the IC title at some point before Wrestle Kingdom correct because they need that belt you would they think they need as many big matches as they can get for these you two would shows think. yeah you would think um yeah um I look, I, look, I, I don't. It does seem weird right now going into G one with him holding that title. It, I'm not gonna lie, it does. It to me, it made more sense to have a Bushi win. It absolutely did. I was a little bit surprised that he did win the title. Um, I guess the biggest argument would have been, hey, you can't have Knight to lose again, right? Again, and then go into G one as you know as the favorite, right? Um. I, look, tell me what tell me what headlines one of those domes if, if it's not Naito challenging for the title. You know, look, I don't even want to bring it up. I don't even want to say the fucking words. But we're we're not bringing Kenny back here. Okay, you don't think? No, no. Why do we really? We don't need to. It would do numbers. It's going to shift tickets if you put, let's say, the headliner for night one is. Kenny against Ibushi. It, I mean, is that that presumably will be good for Kenny's ego? He gets to be at the main event. He gets to tell his story with Ibushi, and he gets to say if he if imagine that will be a little challenge for him to see if he can outdraw Night Two. 
So I'm sure he would be up for it. Or would he? I don't know. Uh, I, I, Let's not talk about Kelly Omega. Yeah, fuck this. All right. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I still think Naito has to challenge him. On one of those nights, he's challenging. I still believe it. How he got there, I got to be honest with you, I don't fucking know. But, yeah, it does seem weird for him to have that title right now. Let's quick one here. This might annoy a few people, but uh, Mike, the countdown champion, says, is it just me or is Naito's persona massively inconsistent and his moveset boring aside from the Destino? Really hoping he doesn't win the G1 but think I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, I I don't agree with that. Anyway. I really like Naito. I like his persona. I like his moveset. Yeah, I mean, uh, look. Now, before... When he, when he first debuted the gimmick, I wasn't on board. And, and you go back and listen to the past shows, you, you can listen to that. But you can see that uh, I've definitely turned a corner on the persona. Match quality, I think, is always going to be there. Never a worry. We're good to go. Uh, no worries but 92 right now. Okay, main event was the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match with the champion Kazuchika Okada defeating the challenger Chris Jericho in 25 minutes with a pinfall. And something notable from the beginning of the match was that Chris Jericho's entrance music, Judas, did not play on the New Japan World stream. And I, again, I saw a funny tweet that said they didn't need to play Judas because Kenta already came out. Ha ha ha. I like that. I that was funny. <laughs> Who's, do you know who said that? Uh, not off the top of my head. So oh, they I'll, deserve to, I'll, I'll try and find roll. it. They do deserve a shout out. That That's was funny. funny. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know what, what was that about. Look, I mean, presumably they've got to pay Chris Jericho a lot of money to use his song, and I guess they just didn't want to do it this time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, do we have to play a song, right? Especially if 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 apparently he's getting paid every time that nonsense is being played. Look, let's be honest here. Does anybody does anybody give a fuck? about hearing Judas no I, I think oh, this song's God. shit right. I found it it was virtual pro at V-R-T-L-P-R-O-S who had that tweet so uh, well done that person nice yes um, yeah I mean I, I, it really came down to dollars and cents and they've kind of I, I don't even know what the price tag would have been to, to, to pay that but yeah they're probably just like fuck that we could put anything on there we could have them come out to you know an 8-bit version of Hunger Like the Wolf <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the match then. I thought it was a good match. I liked the match. It was gritty, and I found it quite refreshing the way, uh, the length and the finish of the match because we've been saying for ages, not every IWGP title match needs to be 35 minutes with an insane closing stretch with tons of finisher reversals. I like the fact this was shorter. There was the flash pin. Keeps it fresh, keeps us on our toes so we don't go into every single IWGP title match knowing how it's going to end. So... Good match. I went three and a half stars on this, but it was a bit disappointing because, especially given what I saw for the main event last year, that incredible match between Kenny and Okada, a three and a half star match is a good match in isolation, but for the main event of Dominion, a lot of people are expecting a bit more. I think this match was lacking a big plunder spot, which we got when Jericho was wrestling Omega in Double or Nothing, which I think was a better match for me. So I think it was lacking that. And also, I think the post-match stuff was unworthy of the occasion. I think that upset a lot of people. But we will come on to that. We've got a ton of questions about that. What did you think of the match itself? I'm kind of in the same ballpark as you. And I know that doesn't make for an interesting podcast. But yes, I three, you know, mid threes. That's and... a boring day. I'm going to replace you with Kawada Scrotum. If this <laughs> 
<laughs> I bet you there's a Kawada scrotum right now uh, on Twitter. Uh, firing off tweets. The the idea of a main event, especially considering a, a, a world championship match, the bar is pretty high, right? Expectations for fans are pretty high. Now, it is a case of, yeah, it's, it, it is a different finish, and it is a different style of match. And it was something that kind of shocked you in the sense of, oh, well, that, 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 that's where we're ending this, which is kind of a good thing. And it is a big complaint that people have given New Japan main events. Well, now you finally got what you wanted, but it really isn't something that you want. <laughs> right? That's what I'm hearing. I want things to be different, and things are getting too predictable. All right, let's give you something unpredictable. Hey, I don't want this. <laughs> where's, my, where's my ice cream? I, I wanted ice cream. Uh, so, no. Uh, good match. Solid match, not a great match, right? The clo- the, the the end, yeah. If there was just a pinfall, him gets uh, him him gets out of the ring. My God, where's my head today? Uh, Jericho gets out of the ring, maybe gets on the mic. Yeah, you're not gonna see the end of me. <laughs> okay, great. But the beatdown was it. It felt like a fart in church. It was just like, okay, when is this gonna end? Like li- literally, it was me sitting on my couch saying. Uh, when is this going to end? Right? And then Tanahashi, man, that might have been the worst beatdown save I've seen in years. He just looked terrible um, making that save. And then they walk off arm in arm, and that was it. And when they were closing that show, Joel, and maybe you can provide me some feedback, you could hear boos. When the house lights went on, you could audibly hear boos in that building. Were people disappointed? They were. There was, like you say, an audible rejection of that whole thing. When people realized the show was finished, everyone was like, Oh, what? And they couldn't believe it. They were A lot of people were outraged. And Fraser tweeted about this. He said, a few Japanese fans around my area yelling for their money back after the main Whoa. event. Very loud booing when the crowd announcer confirmed the show was finished. Very different atmosphere to the rest of the show. So a lot of people have written in to ask us about this. JDO says, when was the last time New Japan got uh, bad heat from the end of a big show? WWE fans are used to such angles closing shows, but New Japan generally send the crowd home happy, or at least excited. Even the Jay White shenanigans didn't get what this ending got. And Cormac says, do you think how the show ended that the fan reaction was more towards Jericho heel heat or New Japan genuine anger towards them? So what do you make of the, the fan reaction to the end of the show? I think they tried something different. I do. I think they tried something different and it did not go over. And it didn't work. And um, again, you, you, it was, it was, they, Maybe they heard the complaints. Maybe they just decided to say, hey, you know what? Let's let's mix it up a little bit. I don't know if you do it on that particular show, though. That's a big show on the New Japan calendar. I don't know if you do – I don't know if you try and experiment with new things in a, in a, at a time like that or with that many eyeballs, that many fans. Maybe you do that on the Kazuna Road show. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think it felt – I think I just – here's the thing. I think it didn't work. I think it felt flat. Uh, I think there is diminishing returns on Jericho as a whole. 
Like, to me, bringing in Jericho was a guy with a name that you could have take a fall to Okada, right? Perfect scenario. I think the fact that there was this post-match beatdown, and I'll say it, I think people's thinking, oh, if we're going to see more Jericho, I thought this, I thought we were done with this. Kind of lended to that. Again, I think the execution of the post-match beatdown was, uh, I think the the pin, the, the quick roll-up, Shocked people, and I—I I, I don't think people recovered from that. I, I don't—I don't think. Just to had- jump in, uh, it, it was a callback to Okada's first fall over Omega last Dominion. It was the same spot. Okay, I mean, but I don't I, think people appreciate that. At the time. No, I really don't. Right? <laughs> I thought it was good. I, I like the fact that it ended in a, an unexpected way, but again, it's the stuff after that that left a bit of a sour taste in the mouth. Um, right. A few people have asked about this. And particularly the Jericho Tanahashi thing. So Tyler says, uh, what long-term benefit, if any, does the crowd booing at the end of the show have for New Japan? Does it heat up a Jericho Tanahashi match? And Christopher says, I know it's six months away, but do you think we have Jericho Tanahashi uh, Wrestle Kingdom or earlier? Um, Well, Jericho is only working big shows, I would think, right? You're not bringing him in for any anything smaller than King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, Maybe, maybe a finals, a sumo hall. But you can't you can't announce that match because then theoretically you're saying Tanahashi doesn't have a chance to win the tournament, so you can't really announce that in advance. Um, it's going to be a big show if they do it again. We know that. Uh, look I, again. I think they tried something and it didn't work, and I can't fault them for trying something different. I, as a matter of fact, I appreciate them trying something different. That's what we want. We want a, a little bit of a sense of unpredictability. I just think the execution it, it just didn't work. Eric says, "Did the show's ending ruin the whole experience, and does it no. constitute a disaster?" I, I, that was I a great show. That, that was a great show. It was show. on its way to being, I want to say, like an all-time great show. If we'd had a main event that really delivered, but it didn't make me think, you know, the whole thing was shit. Yeah, it was. It would have been one of the best shows of the year, um, and I still think it was a, a really, really good show. A great show. Main event. Yeah, but listen, it left a little bit to be desired. It left a lot to be desired. But again, I said it for 500 time, make it 501. They tried something different. It didn't fucking work. Well, let's dig into that a bit more. Rocco says, who or what's at fault for the bad main event? Old Jericho, uninterested Okada, or disinterested Okada, bad booking. And Ben says, was Jericho booked into a corner since he's now in the AEW title picture instead of Omega Pack and therefore unable to take a dominant loss? There had to be a messy finish. So do you think that was at play? Do you think Jericho was like, no, I'm not taking a, a definitive loss in the ring because I've got this all elite stuff to do? I mean, no. I Look, he knew. It was not like they brought him in. And and he went there and he's like, I'm not doing a fucking job. That's why he was brought in. Um, at at you know. So you really think that AW had nothing to do with the way that finished? He he he, he took a pinfall. He took a clean pinfall. Yes, he had a beat down at the end, but that's to set up future things, right? I I, I mean, look, I'm sure that. There was a mutual understanding that he's not going to go in and lose in three minutes to, to fucking three Rainmakers, and that's that. It was going to be competitive. But no, I mean, I don't think I don't think there was, like, Tony Khan on the phone, you know, with uh, Harold May saying, better fucking give my guy all the heat he can, you know? I don't, think, I don't really don't. But, again, I think there was a mutual understanding going into it that, okay, well, you know, it's, it's your main event of Dominion. 
You're not going to fucking bury Jericho. And he didn't get buried. He lost, but he was, but, but it was a definitive loss. And then with, we're going we're gonna to stretch out this storyline a little bit with Tanahashi and, and Okada, apparently. Ika says, is it time for Jericho to be done in New Japan? Ahmed says, please raise our voice. No more Jericho in New Japan. That was one of the worst endings I've ever seen on a New Japan show. For a Japanese crowd to boo, that's a huge deal. Show was great except the main event. Koss says, it's been the same copy-paste shtick and average brawling for a year and a half. Matt says, do you think Chris Jericho is suited for big main events when he oh, clearly can't put the time of match that's expected? So a lot of people quite down on Jericho. Have you had enough of him, Damon, personally? Yes, I personally I have. And But here's the thing. It's, it's, it's the diminishing returns, right? With what they're paying him, are they getting a return value? That's really at the end of the day. Like, if, if he's a mo- moving the needle, guess what? You're going to see Jericho around, right? And it really is, how much is it costing me? And this is New Japan saying, how much is Jericho costing me versus how much is he making me? And if it's a financially positive, you're going to see more Chris Jericho. People... As much as it pains me to say, and it doesn't really pain me that much, but as much as it pains me to say, this has really been the first clunker. And it wasn't even that bad. It wasn't like it was... It was a good match. It just wasn't... It wasn't what you expected, right? Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, Jericho's delivered. Let's not get on this fucking bandwagon of, fuck Jericho, he sucks, and blah, blah, blah. Come on. Come on. Let's be fair. Let's be objective. And I'm not the biggest Chris Jericho supporter, but let's be fair. This just it, this this just didn't work. Okay, they'll, they'll still sort it out. They'll figure it out. They tried something. It didn't work. Also, to be fair, maybe something wrong on Okada's end. Do you think maybe he might be hurt? <sighs> that's that that was some. There was some talk about that, right, between us and people. So yeah. Um, could, could could possibly be a bit, have been right that, that it did have classic let's get to the let's get you know <laughs> let's get this out of the way kind of thing and even during the beatdown it was like okay you know you didn't really see Okada <laughs> he was just kind of crumbled in the corner uh, outside the ring so yeah I mean there is a possibility there absolutely sure um, again I don't want to keep repeating myself but they tried it didn't work. Right then. So let's see. Uh, Welky Bracket says, please compare Dominion versus Wrestle Kingdom. Overall, which one do you think was a better show? Wrestle Kingdom. Because I think the main event at Wrestle Kingdom delivered and then some. Plus the undercard. It was great stuff. Um, this had two really great matches, a, a, a solid undercard, um, surprises. Like, I like, like what I liked about Dominion, I loved. You know, just a little the the the, the storyline progression stuff. Like the, the I like the people getting on the mic and I'm, I want to be in fucking G one and, and, and you know Kenta and all of it. I, I liked that. I, I thought that was good. I thought the show was good, dude. And again, if that main event delivered, we would we would be talking about this show being one of the best of the year. And Rob says, what's next for Okada? There isn't really a clear challenger at the minute. I'm guessing the G1 will create a few challenges for him, but I'd expect some kind of defense for Australia. So, well, we see in the Australia card, he's not got a defense there. And Mike C, do you think we'll see another heavyweight title defense in advance of G1? If so, who's next in line? Does JY? No. Okay. Well, we can put those questions to bed. There's going to be no challenges before the G1. And Okada is in some uh, tag matches during that Southern Showdown 
thing. Uh, I'm just looking at Kizuna Road. I'm seeing have we have we got any Okada booked? Yes, he is. He's in the Mighty Man tags for that. So let's move on and talk about some of these just briefly before I get out of here. Uh, some of these things that have been announced. So on the Kizuna Road, we have oh we've got some. Crackle and Hall shows. We've got a Hiroyoshi Tenzan comeback match. So yay, Tenzan's back. Uh, we have, <coughs> excuse me, we have. Uh, this is Monday, June seventeenth. We've got a never openweight six man tag team championship. Match what? Taguchi, Yano, Makabe versus El Fantasmo, Chase Owens, and Yujiro. Uh, we got an elimination Yujiro, match. Yujiro, Yujiro, Yujiro's back. Yeah, big Yujiro's back. Yeah. So here's talking points. We've got Doki, Doki is back. Lance Archer's back. Mikey Nichols is back, Udro's back, and there's no Davy Boy Smith Jr. So, mm-hmm. few people returning. No Davy Boy. Do you think he's done with the company? Uh, I would never say never, but that's that's not good. I mean, didn't he have those tweets where he was kind of like, this is you know, after the Yano yeah, match? I think he might have burnt his bridges there. Just saying. Just Wouldn't saying. surprise me if he'd been shit-canned. Ooh, park-lifed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, any thoughts on Doki, Lance Archer, Mikey Nichols, or Yudro? I'll back? tell you right now. I know that the company was very happy with Doki, right? I, uh, we know that. Um, Mikey Nichols, let's let's see let's see what uh, tour two, you know, uh, on this this round version two tour two, uh, how does that help him? Right, because I think we're looking for better things out of him. Um, who else? Rob Eagles, you say? Uh, who did I say? Lance Archer. Lance being returned. Again, we, we are yep. big fans, and we, we want to see good things for Lance, so good good on that. And Udro, did you talk about Udro already? Well, no, listen, Udro being back, I think it's great news, right? Yeah, um, I like Udro. Yeah, Underrated. Too. Haven't seen him in a long time, and uh, again, I don't think anybody's looking for uh, gold, but I don't know, maybe like a... Listen, I would have no problem popping him in the, uh, the tag mix at this point. What the fuck? Why not? Something different. But yeah, good. Good to see him back. Other stuff we got announced. The Sunday, June 16th show at Krakow Hawaii. I assume that might have some G1 announcements on those Krakow shows as well. Main event for that will be IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship match. Showing Yo defending against El Fantasma and Taiji Ishimori. Which should be a fun match. Hopefully yeah. Taiji's back to his best then. Uh, yeah, it's hard to call that one. Interesting to see how that one pans out. And on the big show in... What am I looking at here? The Come on, Dave Meltzer. Let's go. <laughs> Shuffle some papers around. Uh, so this is Tuesday, June 25th in Miyagi. So we've got a couple of big matches topping off this show. We have a British Cruiserweight Championship match, El Fantasma against Ryusuke Taguchi, and main event British Heavyweight Championship match, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Yoshihashi. Can't say I'm particularly excited about either of those. Uh, the Karakuen shows don't look great. The, the whole Kazuna tour bit hand waveable for me a little bit a little bit i mean nothing nothing too exciting on paper that's for sure and the other bit of news that has come out is the super j cup is back damon back yeah we're back we're back on the air we've been doing a show for a couple years now joel you don't you know that (laughs) the super j cup oh jushin thunder liger has announced the return of the super j cup in the u.s for the first time ever so they're going to be running august 22nd temple theater in tacoma uh 24th the sfsu student life event center in san francisco and then the 25th walter pyramids long beach how am i gonna go i i'm i'm i can't go (laughs) come on (laughs) 
Stop! I'm going to have to fucking refine my house at this point. You pricks. Why would you do that to me? <laughs> what are your expectations for the, this Super J Cup? Because I know in the past it's been something where you bring in people cross-promotion for dream matches, but then the last time New Japan brought it back, they just put all Oof. the New Japan guys through. So what do, we do you think mean? we'll about, get more of, the, more of oh. the latter or more of the former? I want I want tomato back. Uh, boy, I don't. I look after the last one. That was just like whew, that was one of the that was one of the disappointments of the year. I remember. I remember. Oh, lordy, Lou. Um, I don't know. Somewhere in between. So, so, so I don't. I really. I don't know. Three nights, kind of weird locations, right? And people are. It's. Are, are are people going to travel to that? That that seems three nights in pretty. You said what? Spokane, Washington. Where's the first one? Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. Second one is where? San Francisco. Third yep. one, Long Beach. Yep. I'd have to look at the building sizes, but correct me if I'm wrong. They're like two, three thousand seaters. Huh. Oh, ah, I don't know. I don't feel, I, I mean, look, I don't know much information about it. I think this, these were just announced. I'm not feeling too good about this, Joel. How about you? No, it's not something that excites me. I'd have to wait and see who is announced for it. Yeah. If it's in the spirit of the Super J Cup and we have people from different promotions, I think it'd be awesome. But I suspect it's going to be New Japan guys who are not doing much and maybe like the LA... Dojo, Young Lions, people right. like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd be. I'm a little bit skeptical on this one. I'm a little bit. And here's the thing: nobody's gonna fly to fucking Topeka. Where? Where? Where are we go? Spokane. Where? Where's oh, the first year? Washington. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but like Tacoma, Washington. Come on. Nobody goes to Tacoma, Washington, unless they have to. Right. No offense, Tacoma, Washington people. Seattle. All right, but Tacoma isn't that near. I don't know. It just seems weird to me. That's I don't know. I'm I'm I, yeah. I gotta I gotta hold off. And it's August. August is right around the corner. I I can't imagine a lot of people flying out for this. Oof. All right. Fingers crossed. We'll figure it out. Doesn't seem like a winner to me though. Last thing I want to talk about, David. Let's yes. just yes. wrap up. With some G1 speculation. Jerry says, with the three big surprise G1 entrants announced at Dominion and Osprey presumably joining them, do any of them have a realistic chance of actually winning G1 or is it still pretty much a lock it's going to be either Naito or Ibushi? I would say Naito or Ibushi. Probably Naito. He's going to be my pick right now. I don't think any of those four people, Moxley, Kenta, Shingo, Osprey, I don't think they have a shot of winning. Uh, I think Will is the one that is closest to having a shot, but I don't think he will. Pardon the pun. Um, yeah, I, I look. I think the best wrestler in the world, Damon. I understand. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, kind of. Um, I again. Let's let's keep in mind here. This is for a main event at Wrestle Kingdom. We got two big shows. We got we got two 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 nights. We got to fill up. I think this is about Naito or Bushi, and I and gun to the head. It's Naito. 
Right, a few here. John says, with Kenta, Shingo and Moxley declaring for G1 Climax, do we see more surprises? Also, does this hurt the chances of Texas' his own Lance Archer to be in the tourney? Tim says, how do they not expand the G1 at this point, replacing others who were in it last year and may not deserve to be in it? This year takes away a lot of pin eaters. Looking at you, Yoshihashi, Makabe and Fale. Plebber says, with Moxley, Shingo and Kenta in the G1, most likely Taichi as well. Do you think they'll expand the field to include Cobb, Osprey and Brody King? So we did touch on this earlier. How many wrestlers do you think we're getting in the G1, first of all? <laughs> I mean, look, it's going to be the biggest one, I think, right? I think... Because they've done 22 before. Gun to my head, I would say we're looking at 24 here. 24? I think it'd even go even bigger. Really? Yeah. I do. (sighs) No, I I think 24. That's going to be my pick. Do you really think... I mean, what... I mean... Two blocks of 12. And then you can have some some nights where you're doing both blocks, because that works... Pretty yeah. well for the best of the Super Juniors. So in that case, we'd be looking at eight guys coming in for, again, if we're taking those four out, if we're right. like Kenny, Elgin, Page, Tamatonga, we're putting in Osprey, Shingo, Moxley, Kenta, Taichi, that's yeah. five. Oh, Jeff Cobb, six. I would think Jeff Cobb, yeah. Brody King, seven. Sure. Lance Archer, eight. I think that's I think that's your tournament right there. You heard it here first. Bing. And that's the Super J cast. Park life. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap this up. Um, yeah, uh, first, again, like, let me just give my thanks uh, again to everyone on Discord, everyone who listened, everyone who contributed, but especially to Nicole and to... Tyler, who, uh, again, were very kind and, and made it happen and were kind of like the, the catalyst to, to make this happen. So, again, uh, beer's on me, and uh, we'll have a good time in Dallas. Uh, Damon will be there. So, again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And those guys, particularly Nicole, doing amazing work on the Discord. So, if you are looking to chat about New Japan, please check out our Discord server. The link to that is in the show notes. Everyone's really friendly, very welcoming there. So, if you're on the fence about it, definitely give it a shot. Visit our Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash superjcast. Uh, massive thank you. As always, to editor Dan, you can visit his YouTube channel, Team 19 Films, and Twitter, his new project he's got going at Escape the Box UK. Give us a five-state review on iTunes. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at the Super J Cast. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and goodbye. Thank you.